I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with Dr. Florence Byam Weinberg. And she is, uh, she is always wonderful. And she's speaking to us from out of San Antonio. And she's safe there. They had a ton of rain and all kinds of things. And there's all types of weather going on. But she is, uh, she's always got something insightful to say. And she's someone who knows a lot. And maybe she'll be talking about some people who, who know very little and, uh, and and seem to be proud of it at, at certain times. But uh, b- without further ado, Dr. Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing fine, Frank, and uh, I know you're doing fine, too. You're traveling. Even. Yes. So, yeah, we're traveling, and we're, we're fine. Well, uh, yeah, it's, I, I need a vacation from this vacation, but, uh, but we'll be fine as soon as that's done. Yes, uh, that's yeah. very good. So uh, uh, we were talking a little off mic. And we were talking about uh, some history, uh, and you mentioned the Know Nothing Party, and I thought that was—I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I don't know if you want to start there, but um, yeah, a very interesting uh, part of our American history. Yes, uh, in the 1850s, uh, there was a party known as the Know Nothing Party. It had a short lifespan on the national scene, probably uh, under two years. And it had begun as a secret society that was violently anti-Catholic because it believed that the bishops and the pope were plotting to take over our government. And why did they believe such a thing? It was due to the influx of immigrants of the time who were all Catholic, and so they were all Catholic voters, and therefore uh, they figured that the Irish and the Italians, who were flooding the country then, uh, would take over the country, and that the country would become Catholic, and the Pope would run the country. And that remained this country for for quite some time. And Al Smith, who ran as a Catholic uh, in the uh, 30s, uh, in this country, um, for president, uh, lost in a landslide because of fear that the, the pope was going to take over the government. Uh, so, wow. anyway, when they were a secret society, when they were asked uh, what they believed, what they stood for, their reply was, I know nothing. This was what they were told to say. And so they got the nickname the Know Nothing Party. But our present Know Nothings uh, (laughs) are quite different. Uh, I get a lot of this from a Paul Krugman uh, essay, uh, opinion piece that was uh, published last week, uh, which um, uh, where he writes, and I quote him in this, he said, Closed-mindedness and ignorance have become core conservative values, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) He was reacting to Tucker Carlson's widely quoted remark that uh, General Millet, I think I'm pronouncing that right, am I, Frank? I I believe you are. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Millet, um, is, and I'm quoting Tucker Carlson here, is not just a pig, he's stupid. Oh, oh. wow. Okay, so what brought this vilification of a sterling character and an important uh, 
authority. What brought this on? It was that Millet believed, and here I quote Millet, that those of us in uniform should be open-minded and widely read, unquote. And this, mm. of course, if the military all became open-minded and widely read, that would hinder the right-wing battle against critical race theory, for instance, wow. um, and the battle against uh, QAnon, for instance. Um, but going to uh, critical race theory, uh, that was Tucker Carlson's hobby horse during that week. Uh, and... Uh, it got something like 3,000 mentions uh, on Fox so far this year. Critical race theory. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so what is critical race theory? And you want to say something, Frank? No, no, I'm just I'm I'm listening with bated breath because I I, <laughs> I I I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. Right. Okay. Um, the uh, the Republicans are, especially in Texas, um, the right wing in Texas is contesting the right of schools to teach critical race theory, and it's legislating against it. So this is something that's going on in the special legislative session right now. The right wants to erase the memory of the Tulsa massacre, for example. Uh, the memory of poll taxes, of voter exams uh, that uh, the uh, administrator of the exam couldn't pass, um, and not to mention uh, government policies. The uh, Roosevelt FHA, for instance, in 1938, uh, the instructions were that, and I quote here, uh, incompatible racial groupings should not be permitted to live in the same communities, unquote, which guaranteed that black and brown people would be relegated to ghettos, essentially. Uh. Their own uh, poor run-down little communities in, at the uh, uh, wrong side of the tracks in all the big cities, and we know that that condition exists. Well, the right wing doesn't want us to remember that those things existed, and the reason was because of racial prejudice, and this is part of our, uh, of our history. And critical race theory teaches it so that the kids actually know the truth about our history. Well, critical race theory hasn't been taught in any systematic way in any school in Texas up to now. Uh, and so they're legislating against something that has never been the case in the first place. However, it's also legislating against free speech. So a professor or a teacher uh, is going to be told that it is now a crime to mention the fact that we have a history of racial prejudice in the United States. Wow. Wow. Just wow. So to continue the theme of know-nothing, the know-nothingness of the right wing of the Republican Party, to be an acceptable representative candidate running for office these days, uh, the candidate has to deny the racial that racial prejudice exists, or at least don't allow it to be mentioned. He has to deny man's role in climate change, 
uh, of course, what's happening with the sea level rise, the tornadoes that are tearing up Texas where and uh, and uh, the South where t- tornadoes never existed before, uh, the heat that's burning up British Columbia, all of these things are have nothing to do with human activity. This is just the evolution of the planet. We can't do a thing about it, and therefore we don't need to. Oh. And this is this would be the uh, candidate's position, and of course, tax cuts for the rich are good for the poor, and this has been proven by the fact that the poor have become so wealthy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the rich people are getting poorer. Right? Yeah. Oh, oops, yeah. oops, that's <laughs> the wrong way around. Uh, the rich are getting richer thanks to these tax cuts that. Uh, uh, that started with Reagan and then the Bushes and then uh, Trump, um, and the poor are getting poorer, and so are the middle class. By the way, yeah, um, wow. And he and this candidate also has to deny science. Uh, our former president told us that uh, that COVID nineteen was a trivial thing. It was just like the flu, and we needn't worry about it. Therefore, uh, anybody who is pushing vaccination against it is uh, is pushing some kind of an evil conspiracy against the populace. Um, and fa- poor Dr. Fauci then becomes a monster uh, who is trying to damage the public by advocating that we all get vaccinated against COVID-19. So this, too, uh, is... The anti-scientific pose of the right-wing Republican Party. And they are actually plotting against public welfare. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Because they are advocating against vaccinations, and we have uh, a hefty percentage of uh, of the citizens of the United States who are convinced by uh, Fox News and Newsmax um, that the vaccinations are evil plots against their own health when the opposite is true. Do do you know the percentage of people that got vaccinated and and who hasn't? Is it 60 or 70 percent now are vaccinated? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by right. the way, I, and obviously there's a, a sharp downturn in uh, in Corona. I know there's new uh, strains out there or whatever, but I, I mean, even that doesn't prove to people that that we're moving in the in the right direction. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think there is. Uh, it it varies very strongly. And a place like New York City, where you are. Yeah. Uh, is highly vaccinated because uh, uh, the majority of the people there are Democrats to begin with. <laughs> and so <laughs> so they actually believe the science, oddly enough, uh, and they go and get vaccinated. Uh, and uh, uh, San Antonio has a high vaccination rate, although it, it varies. Uh, in the uh, black ghetto uh, and our uh, Hispanic ghetto, uh, the rates of vaccination are lower. But there has been a real push to get the, the Hispanics, uh, with with whom I am uh, very much involved, uh, to get them vaccinated. So it's probably maybe 60 percent among Hispanics and something like 40, 48 to 50 or so among the blacks of San Antonio, where it's 80 percent among the whites. 
so it's it's still very uneven here, um, but it's better than the rest of Texas, uh, except the big cities. The big cities are doing okay. Um, but the rural communities that all uh, listen only to Fox News, um, I don't believe that uh, vaccinations are necessary, and if they think about them, they think they're pernicious and a plot against the public. Of course. <laughs> so it's it's a know nothing party. Unfortunately, uh, the Trump Trump end of the party is definitely a know nothing party. You know he's uh, he's made some news lately, and you know his supporters are still are still strongly there. You know they're they're there, and yes. um, you know uh, look, it, you know you, you mentioned know nothings. Uh, you know a lot of people will will look past. And and not want to know anything. They just well, they in their minds, Donald Trump's not a politician. He's he's telling it the way it is, and uh, and he doesn't care what the politicians say, and he's going to go for it. Uh, at at the current moment, you know, his CFO is under indictment, right? Uh, under indictment mm-hmm. in, from the Trump Organization, and I imagine they're climbing up the ladder. It's not that they want to get the CFO of. Yeah. Um, of uh, of Trump organization, they want to get the Donald himself. You know, they want to get President, they former may. President Trump. <laughs> yeah, and they and they, they may just very may. well right. And if that happens, think about what changes. And again, it it, it ties into uh, the the know nothing uh, uh, situation because that's uh, you know in many ways what you're saying there. Uh, what you're saying there, uh, he's the hero of that movement. He's the hero of of everything that you just kind of laid out. So if he gets arrested, he uh, and if he gets a felony, if he gets convicted, I should say, not arrested, but convicted, um, you know, he he can't run for president, right? I mean, if you have a felony, that's right, in your state, yes. you can't run for president. But he will be the martyr then. Um, he is he is looked upon, well, as we know, we've said this uh, before, that you even saw uh, a reproduction, and as I did on Internet. I didn't actually Christ. see the picture but uh, of uh, Trump uh, on the cross, as Jesus Christ on the cross, with Melania embracing the foot of the cross. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I saw one. Uh, I saw one in Washington the day of the insurrection. Yes, yes, that is so incredible. Yeah, and so so dreadful. Right. I mean, this. There are warnings in the Bible about false messiahs, and I, uh, here is one, if there ever was one. Um, but <laughs> but these people, uh, the the partisans who make up the base. That the rep, the ones running for uh, to be uh, senator and uh, and for the House of Representatives, uh, and who espouse all of these uh, these denials that I just listed, um, are appealing to this base that believes that uh, that Trump was a Christ, had come to save us, and still believes it to this day. And then when you ask them. Um, well, what did he do for the country? <laughs> um, well, he lowered taxes for the rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, hummada, 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 hummada. You know, when you ask them exactly what what, what <laughs> right. did he, you know, what is it that he did that was so great? And many people were like, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Uh, he, he spoke yeah, his mind. He spoke his mind. Yeah, well, I mean, the... Uh, uh, the, he moved against China, against China's uh, 
uh, finag- you know, uh, manipulating uh, the uh, the trade uh, expenses and so on in order to to make money off of us, which they have done in spades. Uh, Trump took moves against that ineffective because uh, the tariffs that he imposed on China are actually redounding on the uh, on the farmers in in this country then he had to uh, uh, subsidize the farmers in order to compensate for that um, and so that sort of ricocheted uh, back against us uh, so the taxpayer was paying for ultimately paying for the tariffs against China <laughs> So I mean, but but that can be uh, touted as a wonderful thing that Trump did. You know, he was calling China's bluff. Uh, but then when you ask them about uh, the uh, COVID nineteen, uh, but uh, so many people died um, from COVID nineteen because uh, there were no uh, vaccines yet, and there was no there were no protective. Uh, PP, what what is it? Uh, p- personal protective. Yeah, gear. PPE, right? Uh, PPE, per, uh, per, uh, yeah. personal protective equipment. Equipment, right. right? That's what I couldn't remember was the yeah. E part. Uh, yes, and uh, uh, so the, the answer to that is, oh, but uh, COVID nineteen is trivial. We, uh, uh, that many people would have died of the flu anyway. We just oh. weren't told about it. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I now now know 18 people who perished from it. Maybe more than that. Personally, I, and these are people that I've yeah. met, and, and I know. And it's it might even be 20, it might be 21, but some of them are up in the air of of why they died, or it, it wasn't uh, sure. But most people think, and family members think, that it's uh, it's yeah. COVID. But uh, yeah, just an amazing doc. Just an amazing. Uh, moment in our history, and you touch on it when you when you talk about know nothing. Um, yeah, very, you know, t- listen, it's uh, it, it's it's fascinating to see where it's going. Let me ask you this, if you don't mind. Two thousand and nine was the last time we had a year like that, like this rather. And and I don't mean coming out of a pandemic that was uh, well over a hundred. That was over a hundred years ago. Uh, there, but in two thousand and nine, Barack Obama, a uh, you know historic. Democrat, first African-American ever elected to the White House, and so far the only one, uh, the only African-American that was elected to the White House. Uh, 2009 was the year, first year that he was in office. And of course, Republicans were, were revved up and furious, and, and, um, and they, were, they were ready for a fight. And Democrats were happy. They wanted to sit back and see you know, the programs go, and they wanted to see what, what President Obama could do. Now this is the same kind. This is the same year. We have a Democrat, um, the first time since Obama, right? Because Trump was the the four year between. So we have a Democrat in Biden, and when CNN polled um, people, and this is maybe going back three weeks ago, uh, President Biden's numbers were nine percent approval with Republicans. Now this, I I've just got to believe them. Just saying, uh, I I just hate him because he's a Democrat, or I hate him because whatever. I can't imagine that 81 percent of the no eighty one percent. That's ninety one percent of the the Republicans disapprove 
of what President Biden is doing. I just can't believe it, you know, that it would happen. So what right. what is this? What what happens here? You know, the first year of a new administration, um, every all the propaganda is out, all the you know, they're mad that their guy lost. And, you know, again, you know, some of them are convinced because of uh, the president, you know, former President Trump, that they were cheated out of an election. But but how is that? How does 91 percent of the Republicans um, disapprove of what uh, President Biden is doing in, in a year when he's just getting started, by the way, that three weeks ago, um, you know, it was before, you know, it was was before you could make any real judgment on what's going on. But how do you explain that? Well, I think you you gave some of the reasons uh, already. Uh, the other thing, I th- the major factor in all of this is that we believe in free speech and therefore we allow free reign to propaganda uh, networks and Fox News has very, very cleverly built a TV network that presents entertaining shows uh, of high quality. So people watch uh, that station because it presents good shows, and then they watch the newscasts. And And there is drilled in, day after day, relentlessly, uh, the propaganda that the Democrats are evil and are trying to destroy the country, and only the Republicans can save us, and, and, and. And uh, Tucker Carlson and Hannity uh, uh, are uh, spouting all of this, uh, the anti-culture uh, wars and the, the anti um, uh, anti uh, race uh, uh, racial awareness and, and on and on and uh, uh, as I say it's so relentless that people are convinced um, because that's their favorite it's their their favorite program their favorite uh, channel and that is all they hear <laughs> and if that is all you hear you hear nothing uh, to dissuade you or to present a different point of view, then that's what you're going to believe. And therefore, the Democratic president, uh, who has actually saved the country, if if people will only consent to be vaccinated, which is free um, and offered on every street corner practically, uh, if people would only be vaccinated, then we would be free of COVID-19. But uh, they believe that COVID-19 is trivial, despite the fact that they're dropping dead all around. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, Biden is not a good president. And what else has he managed to do, by the way? Uh, he wants to spend trillions of dollars uh, of our taxpayer money uh, for his crazy schemes. And, uh, and that includes, of course, it's, uh, uh, this uh, work job bill and uh, uh, and restoring our uh, our bridges and roads and uh, tunnels and so forth, railroads and everything that is falling apart and was falling apart under our previous president who did absolutely nothing for it. But he wants to spend all this money, and uh, we don't have this kind of money. We're going to go into debt, and 
uh, and so on. All of this is being drilled into people, and they believe it, and therefore he is a bad president. You know, we, we need our infrastructure uh, fixed up. We need jobs for people. People need to, you know, have money to spend in the economy. So if we have our uh, our bridges and our our tunnels and our roads and we have them cleaned up, we need people to hire to do that. So it's going to have uh, it's going to, you know, the the Republicans always love the the trickle down theory that uh, that Ronald Reagan uh, presented, and, and I know it's a lot different than what we're talking about, but how about that as a trickle down? You know, you, you spend money on infrastructure, you make people safe, you make them feel safe to uh, to travel, and then you, mm-hmm. uh, and, and at the same time, you're putting people to, you're putting people to work, you're giving them money, and you're allowing those people to uh, to spend money on other businesses and everything trickles down to everything. People hire more people because there's more, uh, I, I mean, it it sounds like a no-brainer to me. Let's fix our infrastructure and and let's you know let's stop being ridiculous about it and stop worrying about you know. And, and again, I'm an independent. I'm not a Democrat, but uh, but it's it's about time um, we start thinking about uh, infrastructure and and so forth. And I think President Biden is is right where he should be, and he's not yeah. he's not extreme. He's uh, he's I I think he's the, the pure definition of moderation. To be honest with yes, you, yes, he is. You and, know, and he. He's practical and he's uh, he's intelligent and he's bringing um, a you know right um, you know a, a right position uh, to all of this and you know to uh, you know to immediately just knee jerk reaction say I don't like him I don't like what he's doing uh, it sounds a little <laughs> a little biased to me a little contrived to me yes yes it is and of course. Uh that's the attitude that is being preached on Fox News and Newsmax. Uh, so the, the knee-jerk reaction is what's being preached. People, and people don't want to have to think about those things, really. They are too busy with their own lives. And so if somebody feeds them, spoon-feeds them an attitude that they should take, then they take it. It's, it's easier yeah they, uh, they don't have to put out any any mental effort on that while they're worrying about how they're going to pay the next bill uh, because the economy is <laughs> is in a pickle and uh, uh it has uh, become in a pickle because of the way the country has been governed for the last few years uh, until this present regime has come in to try to fix some of it yeah and and you know we should mention Vice President Harris, and she's. Uh, she, oh yes, indeed. You know she's yeah. waiting in the wings, and and I think if President Biden decides not to run, which I think is a good, good bet. I I don't know that he's I don't know that he's got another four years in him. I know they say he does or whatever, but I I you know I think that he may be for many people a, a bridge, a bridge to someone and some uh, you know someone uh, who has. Uh, you know, maybe similar beliefs and similar thoughts, but have fresher legs. And you know, so far, you know, listen I, again. If he wants to run another four years, he'll he certainly will be his prerogative to do it. But uh, but maybe what he's doing is uh, he's setting the stage for a uh, you know a more historic uh, thing to come, and that would be uh, uh, the first woman president. And mm-hmm. you know, and right. certainly a woman. It's high time. Uh, yeah, it's high time. <laughs> You almost uh, had it a, c- a couple years ago. In fact, she got more votes than the um, than the man yes. who won, 
And, uh, you know, you had, I think, 3 million <laughs> votes, which is nothing to sneeze at. But maybe right. that's where we're going. And it, the Republican Party is in a bit of a dilemma because if Donald Trump becomes the face or continues to be the face of the Republican Party, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. So there, there might be Republicans such as Mitch McConnell and, and Kevin McCarthy, uh, the heads, uh, Republican leaders in, in the Senate and, uh, and the House of Representatives, respectively. There, there may be those who are privately hoping that Trump gets uh, convicted of a felony and he, that he can't run because they don't want that. They don't want to take on his people. They don't want to. They don't want the Trump people hating them or uh, or or you know splitting up and creating something new. But if Trump's not able to run because of a technical, you know, a technicality, having a felony would be you know quite the technicality. But because of a threshold issue. Uh, holding mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. back from running for office, I, I I think privately Mitch McConnell and and and, uh, and and Kevin McCarthy may may actually dance public you know privately and just and pop champagne if that can't happen. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but the public face is, of course, uh, uh, true true red, and I always find that red uh, representing the far right is really ironic since uh, throughout the uh, 20th century, red meant communist. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I don't know how that happened, right? You know, you would think they would try to paint the left red, but yeah, red, yeah. red became the, the situation. And and of course, there's purple, you know, and, that, and maybe your state is one that may be on its way to being purple. And uh, you're not there yet. Right now, you're currently red. But um, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, all the people coming from California because of uh, storms and because of uh, the, the fires. The fires. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I should say, the fires. And uh, and heading your way to Texas. Uh, you know, and, and folks heading north from uh, from Mexico. You know, the Republicans had a, had a perfect opportunity to embrace the... Uh, you know, and again, uh, you know, your theme is is know nothing. You know, one of the one of the things that uh, points to me that the Republican Party might not be thinking is when you have all these people yelling, "Build a wall, build a wall, build a wall." Why to keep your perfect um, voter from coming in? I, I mean, let's face it: the you know, folks coming from Mexico and Central America and South America, they're Catholics, right? Their their basic their basic feeling, their basic. Uh, approach to life. I mean, uh, you know, family, you know, values and strong, you know, family and 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 large families as we're at it, and and to be part of the Judeo-Christian uh, culture. Uh, I, I mean, right. the, these are perfect uh, Republican voters, but again, they uh, they missed they missed that that boat. I, I don't know how they missed it, but you know, when you talk about know nothing, I I think of that. I mean, how how could you not be thinking that the Hispanic voters are coming up, and uh, and and they uh, they very well, uh, you know, they could turn the the tide in Texas. Yes. And and if you're if you're a Mexican. I, I don't think you're voting Republican in Texas. Uh, traditionally, uh, Mexicans vote Democratic, right. but a lot of them who are uh, one-issue voters are uh, pro-life. Right. And so they would vote uh, Republican on that account and uh, and certainly voted for Trump on that account. 
um, during this uh, past election and in, in, uh, in 2016. Um, because there was a lot of a uh, lot of talk, radio talk about uh, about Trump being pro-life, which of course he had he had switched his right. position. I know that um, personally. I, I know that firsthand. You know, he yes, was, he was uh, pro-choice. <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You, in fact, I think we've talked about this before that uh, that you knew from personal. Yeah. Uh, a contact with the man that he he was uh, pro-choice, and then suddenly became pro-life, uh, and of course gained a whole chunk of uh, Texas voters <laughs> because of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, those who are not uh, one one issue voters uh, voted Democratic in this past election. Uh, however. Uh, the legislature right now is in the process of re-gerrymandering um, the, the state, uh, thanks to the con- the uh, census on the new census data. Right. Uh, and so the cities are going to be all lumped into uh, one get one representative each, uh, if that. Uh, whereas the little rural communities are going to get uh, one. Uh, representative also, uh, and so the representatives on the right, uh, the red representatives, uh, are going to outnumber the blue representatives, unfortunately, because of the clever way that the uh, districts have been drawn, or will have been drawn. They're already they're, they already heavily favor the Republicans. <clears throat> And that's one one barrier to the uh, to the state becoming purple, you know, becoming blue. <clears throat> you know, you had mentioned uh, off mic, and then you touched on it here about the uh, the science that they're uh, that they're going against. Not only the uh, the history that many people are are trying to ignore, basically just ignore uh, the historical facts of of what's gone on in our country and anything to do with racism. They want to, you know, just make believe it didn't happen, which, you know, is just not, you know, it's just not reality. Uh, But uh, scientifically, um, when when you talk about, uh, you know, a guy like, and and I don't know where he is now, I haven't uh, followed, but Scott Pruitt, who was uh, Trump's EPA um, uh, director or, or commissioner, or what, what, what would it be, um, the EPA head um, for the Environmental mm-hmm. Protection right. Agency, and, and Scott Pruitt was someone who was denying global warming and climate change. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, I scratched my head as if, you know, you couldn't possibly... Uh, you know, like uh, even as a joke, uh, uh, pick somebody that would have been a more, uh, you know, if it wasn't so damn serious, uh, it, it would it, to, to pick somebody more ridiculous for an EPA head uh, than somebody, uh, somebody who's, who's denying that there's climate change. I mean, there's not a there's not a serious scientist in, in the, the world, I, I, I believe, that's denying that we uh, we have a climate climate change and we're in the midst of a, a serious change in climate. That's right. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you asked anybody in British Columbia right now uh, whether they believe in climate oh, change, yeah. I don't think you're a single denier. Yeah. <laughs> wow, is that something? Right? There was uh, 120 degrees up there, right? 121, yeah, oh. right. 
You know, wow. that's a record, an absolute record, I think, for anywhere but the but, uh, uh, Death Valley. <laughs> wow. No kidding. Yeah, British Columbia. When I think of British Columbia, I think of Alaska. You know, I think of... Well, British Columbia, I lived in Vancouver for seven years, and uh, it was the, the hot, hot, hot summer day. It was 78. Yeah, wow. I mean, it was... <laughs> Wow, 121 <laughs> degrees. But I think, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's on your way. When you go to British Columbia, yeah, you might as well, uh, you know, fly over to Alaska real quick. It's a quick little flight and, uh, you know, whatever. But, I, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I, I you know, I think of, of cold. I think of cold winters in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, it rarely snows in British Columbia. The... Uh but cold, right? But I forget what the current is—the Humboldt Current, maybe. I, I, I'm prob- I've probably got the wrong current, but anyway, the ocean current <clears throat> that goes by there keeps it warm. No uh, kidding. Okay. Relatively warm, but not hot. Yeah. Uh, and I've been corresponding with uh, with a friend on who lives in Victoria, which that's on Vancouver Island, and he says it never has gotten out of the 80s because of the winds that come off the sea. Uh, so the, the islanders are not suffering, but man, the mainlanders are. Uh, so, uh, so he uh, he doesn't seem terribly concerned, uh, but I think the inlanders are uh, are right to be horrified and frightened by the situation. <laughs> I, I mean, what do the what do the folks uh, and as you put it, the know nothings, uh, the know nothings, uh, where? Where do they stand on British Columbia? What are, what are people saying? Are they just saying, well, that's the earth just uh, taking its natural progression? But, I mean, I, yeah. when I think of British Columbia, I, I do, certainly don't think of hot. You know, and, and no. I, yeah, no, you know what better? Yeah. But, you no, know, it rains most of the time or, or is foggy and drizzly most of the time. Uh, you get maybe two months, at least in the good old days when I was up there, uh, you got maybe two months of uh, predominantly sunny weather. Otherwise, it was raining or drizzling and foggy, and the suicide rate from uh, weather depression uh, was the highest in the nation in Vancouver. Wow. Uh, so, so there you go. I mean, that that was the status quo in the good old days, and Seattle was similar. Uh, it, it, its climate was similar. Maybe two, two sunny, beautiful days when most people go, uh, most tourists uh, visit up there, and so they come back thinking, "What a wonderful place to live!" And then if they <laughs> if they move up there, as we did, not because we thought uh, anything about the climate, but because. My husband had a job at uh, the University of British Columbia um, teaching. He was a professor there for seven years. Um, uh, anyway, uh, if you live up there, you know differently that uh, uh, that um, ten months of the year uh, are uh, pretty gloomy, pretty grim, <laughs> gray. <Yeah. laughs> the predominant color is gray. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, uh, we're laughing, but it's really, uh, you know, we're we're in the midst of a major transition in our country. And, you know, if you just stick your head in the sand and, and pretend that things aren't happening from a scientific standpoint, from a historic standpoint, uh, we 
you know, we I'd say we get what we deserve, but there's a lot of us who don't agree with the known. We want to know. It's not that we don't uh, we don't want to be known nothings. We want to know. We want to be informed. We want to be educated. Uh, What can you leave us with? And and again, you you started with know nothings, and and, uh, you you made a great point. Well, I am hoping and praying that uh, President Biden can push through. Uh, his uh, infrastructure bill, which includes attention to global warming. And we desperately, desperately need uh, to pay attention to global warming, else the planet is doomed. It will simply turn into a desert uh, where everything uh, inflammable will be burned and uh, there will be uh, and water, water will disappear, uh, which it is doing already. Our water resources are becoming more and more rare. The Colorado River is drying up, uh, and so on and so forth. And we've got to do something about it. And he is the one who is trying, actually has the opportunity to do something about it if the know-nothings don't stop him. And Mitch McConnell is very much at fault here because he is going to veto or have everything filibustered, rather. He's going to filibuster everything that Biden proposes, no matter how uh, how necessary it is to for our very survival as a human race, not as just Democrats, uh, certainly not as Democrats and Republicans, as human beings. And so that's my last word for the day. Let us do something about the environmental de- uh, degradation that we have caused. Wow. You're absolutely right. Uh, Doc, uh, before we go, we should, uh, we should talk about your website, right? Uh, a lot of new things happening as of July 7th, right? We have a new uh, – is it a new day as of July 7th? Was that the big – Yes. Big, it's a big anniversary. So – Let's give your website out, and uh, hold on. Let me make sure I have it right. It's uh, is it drflorenceweinberg.com? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, the website is uh, www.florenceweinberg.com. Florence so it's Weinberg. just my full name, no doctor. Okay. Um, dot com. It's uh, simple to get to. And it's a it's a beautiful uh, website, thanks to uh, Frank McKay um, <laughs> Media, <laughs> and they are my uh, website creators and have done a beautiful job of it. And and you will uh, be able to see the documentary there, and we've been talking about it a long time, and and buy all the books there. Um, and, and how many of them are up there for sale? I know uh, fifteen uh, are written, but only what nine of them are for sale? Nine. Yeah, there are nine uh, in print and uh, uh, and available uh, as ebooks also. Uh, either print uh, t- uh, they're in print as trade paperbacks or as um, ebooks. So people can simply go to my website and order them. Uh, and if you want a signed copy of any of my books, just contact me. Uh, I have a public. Um, uh, email address, which is uh, Florence Weinberg at Juno.com. Wonderful. So it's this, yeah, Florence Weinberg at Juno.com. 
That will get me, and it'll get you a signed copy. But you'll, of course, you'll have to pay me for it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Hey, listen. Nothing in, in life is uh, worth it. Is free. Is free except love. You know, and you can't buy love on, on the or you shouldn't be trying to buy love on the internet anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, people do have to survive. Right. So, <laughs> so right. FlorenceWeinberg.com, everyone. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.